Welcome to the Gateway Baptist Church podcast. We're crying out the prayer that the church has prayed for centuries. Come, Holy Spirit. Subscribe for new messages each week and visit gatewaybaptist.com.au to join us as we seek to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. Who's been loving our Come Holy Spirit series? Awesome. Me too. I have loved watching what God has been doing amongst us. Monday night was a fabulous night of leaning into uh, God's Spirit and seeing Him do incredible things. And I really want to encourage you, put next Sunday night, 5 o'clock, into your diaries because... It is going to be an amazing uh, time together as we finish off this season of prayer and fasting and our Come Holy Spirit series. You won't want to miss next Sunday night. As we begin today, why don't you pray with me? Father, we come before you and pray that ancient prayer again. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you have a word in season for each of us today. That we open our our hearts and our minds to hear you speak to us, to minister to us. God, thank you for the way that you've already begun doing that uh, as we've worshipped together. Would you continue to do that as we sit in your word together? Come, Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Who here loves gardening? A few hands. I hate gardening. And I'm absolutely useless at it. I presumed that when Jason and I a few years ago bought these um, dwarf lemon and lime trees, that it wouldn't be long before we'd be enjoying a little bit of lemon, a little bit of lime in our soda water on a hot summer's day. And I did try. I I watered them regularly. I weeded them regularly. I, I fought off different infestations that were coming at it. But after a while, I got bored. It was hard work. So it probably would come as no surprise to you that as of this day, seven years later, one plant is dead, and this one has kind of strangely resurrected itself, but if you're a gardener, you can see it's not actually doing well. But seven years on, I actually can't tell you whether this is the lemon or the lime tree because it's never given me any fruit. And it was a good two years into this process that I discovered why my tree wasn't growing any fruit. Two years of me working hard. In fact, this is why I gave up caring for my plant. I discovered the reason my tree wasn't growing any fruit is because my husband's a cheapskate. That'll come as no surprise to most of you. But he finally confessed to me that he bought $2 potting mix and he'd never fertilized it. Turns out that in order to go grow good fruit, You need good soil. Who would have thought? Good fruit needs good soil. And the truth is, so do we. If we want to bear good fruit, we need to be planted in good soil. 
When we're planted in good soil, it doesn't matter what attacks and infestations come our way. Our souls will be nourished. We'll be strong and healthy and we'll have the resources to fight against what's coming at us. And God's intention was never just to plant us and hope that we'd survive like I've done. He actually made a way for us to grow and to flourish and thrive. Thrive in our circumstances. Thrive despite our circumstances. And thrive because of our circumstances. You see, Jesus died on, when Jesus died on the cross for us, he took the punishment for sin that should have been ours. It's our sin that kept Jesus' hands nailed to the cross. But death didn't win, and three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. And it's through Jesus' death and resurrection that we can know forgiveness of sin. And we're invited into an eternal relationship with him. But wait, there's more. Every person who puts their faith in Jesus Christ and accepts him as Lord and Savior receives a free gift. It's the free gift of his Holy Spirit. For every person who puts their faith in him, he fills them with his Holy Spirit. And it's this spirit living within us that helps us to reflect the very nature of God as we grow and mature, to bear good fruit in every season. It's not something that we can grow on our own. It's something that he grows within us through the work of his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit does the work within us within our lives to help shape us and transform us from the inside out. And as he does that, we produce good fruit, good fruit that grows naturally from within, that looks a lot like Jesus. Whether you're in a winter season right now that's feeling challenging and hard, or whether you're in a season that feels like spring and you're growing and you're thriving, whatever season that you're in, God wants us to live lives that bear good fruit. Scripture tells us about this fruit in Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. See, Paul had planted this church on one of his previous missionary journeys. And most of the Christians there were Jewish Christians. And some of these Jewish converts amongst them began to teach that in addition to faith in Jesus Christ, you actually had to be circumcised as well. Because circumcision was a sign that a Gentile was coming under the Jewish law. And when Paul heard what they were teaching, he was devastated. He says, it undermines the very foundation of salvation. Because you can't live under law and under grace. So he says to the church in his letter to them, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, not under law. But don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh, basically to do whatever you want. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. 
For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Anyone feel like biting the person next to you today? Stop it. Don't do it. But Paul goes on to say that there's only one way, one way they'd be able to live this life of freedom and not give in to the desires of the flesh. And that's to walk by the Spirit, to keep in step with the Spirit. He says in verse 16, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What does he mean by that? What does he mean by keeping in step with the Spirit? You know, when we're young, we learn to count the three steps to the dance and we all learn the moves. Brilliant. We all learn the steps and then as we get older... We learn to be a little bit more distinguished as we count our three steps to the dances that we learn. Unless, of course, you're dancing with Jason and it's always just a two-step. <laughs> Never a three-step. But, you know, theologians use this analogy of a dance to describe the way that the Trinity, the, the Father, Son, and Spirit all move and act together. And it's a beautiful metaphor it's an intimate dance that we're all invited into. And there's an obedience in following the steps of the Spirit as he leads. It's a beautiful metaphor of what it means to keep in step with the Spirit. So Paul says, walk by the Spirit. Keep in step with him. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh you know, most people tend to flip that around. We think that we have to avoid sin in order to be filled with the Spirit. But Paul says walking in the Spirit actually comes first. Because without the Spirit living within you, you will never be able to say no to the lusts of the flesh. It's actually the Spirit within us that helps us say no to sin, not the other way around. For the flesh desires what's contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what's contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other, so that you're not to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. So if you're living by the sinful nature, it's going to be obvious to everyone around you. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies. And if you think there's nothing on that list includes you, he goes on to add, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit that grows from the work of the Spirit within, is love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, 
Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's dance with the Spirit in step with him. The Greek word translated fruit here refers to something that naturally grows from something living. And Paul uses fruit here to describe um, the product of the Holy Spirit who lives inside every believer. The fruit of the Spirit is produced by the Spirit, not by the Christian. And the Greek word that he's used is singular. It's not plural, it's singular. The fruit produced by the Spirit is a unified whole. They're not independent characteristics, but they all come together to reflect a complete and accurate picture of the very character of Christ. So as we grow in Christ, all the fruits of the Spirit will be manifested in our lives through the work of the Spirit within us. You know, if you plant some cherry tomatoes, in about four weeks, you'll get some cherry tomatoes on your vine. If you plant a mango tree, it'll take about four to five years to get some mangoes growing on your tree. If you want to grow a pineapple, one pineapple takes two years to grow per plant. That's a lot of hard work. Why would you bother? Please make sure that when you buy a pineapple, you appreciate all the hard work that goes into growing them. Two years, one pineapple. Whether fruit trees take a short or a long time to grow and produce fruit, they all need time to cultivate and grow. And just like physical fruit needs time to grow, the fruit of the Spirit won't ripen in our lives overnight. They need time to grow. And just as a successful gardener has to battle against the weeds and the infestations and the, of the bugs that come to enjoy the fruit, so too we have to constantly work to rid our lives of the, the weeds and the bugs of our old sinful nature that wants to choke out the work of the Spirit within us. So how do we keep in step with the Spirit in order to grow good fruit? Firstly, we need to remain planted in the good soil of God's Word. Remain planted. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God, and who meditates on his Lord day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaf does not wither, unlike my lime tree. Actually, all lemon tree you pick. Whatever they do prospers. Blessed is the one who's planted in good soil, the good soil of God's word. They're like a fruit tree planted by streams of water, constantly nourished by God's word so that their roots go down deep and they keep growing and bearing fruit. They flourish. I can tell when my time with, with God in his word has become the negotiable in my busy life. I start to feel dry and empty. I begin to feel inadequate. I carry a deep, deep sense of anxiety. Sin becomes more obvious to me and to those around me. 
It's hard to keep in step with the Spirit and follow His steps if you're not reading His Word. As I read God's Word, He talks to me and He challenges me. He highlights areas that I need to work on. He encourages me. He speaks hope and promise into my heart. His Word has everything that you need to live a good and godly life that bears good fruit. As you read 1 Corinthians 13, he'll teach you how to be more loving towards your spouse, even when they load the dishwasher wrong. More loving towards your kids or your friends or your boss. Says in 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. Doesn't envy, doesn't boast, it's not proud. He goes on. When you read of the overwhelming joy that David had as, as they brought the Ark of the Covenant back into the temple, wearing a linen ephod, basically in his undergarments, David was dancing before the Lord with all his mights, with shouts and the sounds of trumpets. Maybe joy is something that you've been missing in your life right now. You may not want to dance before God in your underwear like David did, but maybe you need to sit and worship in the Psalms for a while. Maybe right now you need to know God's peace amid some of the circumstances that you're going through. God, I need your peace that Paul talks about in his letter to the Philippians, the peace that passes all understanding. God, God's word is a mirror that when we hold it up to our lives in every season and every circumstance... He reveals himself to us. When we sit in God's word, we begin to understand how he thinks, what he says, and our spirits come into alignment with his spirit and our understanding of his will grows. We begin to discern the voice of God in our lives and his will for us. Listening to the Spirit in Scripture helps us to keep walking in intimacy with Him. It helps us to know the steps of the dance that we're to follow. It helps us to know that they're the right ones. It's the most important thing that you can do to get to know Him more intimately and keep in step with His Spirit. Jesus said in John 15, if you remain in him, you will. Everybody say will. Everybody say will. He says, if you remain in me, you will, it's a promise, bear much fruit. You will if you remain in me. To keep in step with the spirit, we need to remain planted in the good soil of God's word. And we need to remain planted in a worshipping community. Imagine if Jason came to me and he said, Susan, I think the best thing for our tree is to uproot it from its pot, leave it for three weeks, and then for one week every month we'll replant it again. And I think that's what will help this tree to grow and to flourish and to bear fruit. We all know that's dumb advice. I'm not a gardener. I'm not even stupid enough to think that that would work. But many of us live our lives like that. Some of us turn up at church once a month and we hope that that will be enough to keep our roots 
growing strong and bearing good fruit. Here's a fact that I read on Google, so it has to be true. Having other lemon or citrus trees around will actually increase the fruit production of your trees. Having other lemon or citrus trees around will actually increase the fruit production of your tree. Same is true for us. Our fruit is multiplied when we stay planted in the good soil of a worshipping community. Paul says to the church in Colossians, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. We grow stronger, deeper roots as we learn from Scripture together. We gain wisdom and our hearts are full of thankfulness as we join our voices together in worship. God wants us to be a community that mirrors his love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control to hurting and broken people. You've um, probably heard lately some people talking about what's been happening over in Asbury University in Kentucky. This community of young people simply gathered together to worship as they always did but on this particular day something happened and they just didn't want to stop and as I read this account I'm really struck by the experience that was described it says the mix of love and joy and peace was indescribably strong and indeed almost palpable a vivid and incredibly powerful sense of shalom the ministry of the Holy Spirit is undeniably powerful, but also gentle. When a worshipping community gathers, there is an outpouring of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness. Do you experience the move of the Spirit as we gather and we worship together? There is an outpouring. It's been amazing this morning. I don't know about you, but I want to see revival come in our church, in our nation and if we want to do that, we've got to keep coming together, worshipping and adoring God together. And we can't presume that it's going to look like it's always looked. Whatever the next season looks like, God will do what he will do and it will look like something that we've never seen before. But if we want to see God move in ways that we haven't seen before, we have to remain obedient to his word and remain planted in a worshipping community. Keep showing up, whether it's to church, life group, prayer meetings, other worshipping opportunities through the week. Don't let your worshipping community be the thing that gets squeezed out of your busy life. Don't let church become the optional extra in your busy schedule. It's when I gather together with my worshipping community that I hear God speak to me the loudest. It's really hard to try and explain, but I want to try today just to give you an understanding of what uh, the worshipping community does for me and my relationship with God. 
See, when we gather together to worship God and magnify him, to lift him up over other things, my heart is open and ready to hear from him. I actually listen to worship music on the way to church. It's kind of like I I explain it. I feel like I'm opening the door to my heart, ready to step into the throne room of God as we worship together as a body of believers, opening the door, ready to step in. And as we worship and we pray, I'm already sitting in God's presence and he starts to speak words and give me pictures in my mind that I've learnt to recognise as him speaking to me. It's like um, Elijah describes in the Old Testament. It's not God in the powerful wind or the earthquake or the fire, but the gentle whisper of his spirit. And I've learned to recognize the gentle whisper because I've gotten to know Christ through his word and my eyes and my ears are turned to him in worship, in adoration. And I've practiced. I know it sounds funny saying to practice, but if we want to get better at anything, we've got to practice I've practiced listening to the thoughts and pictures that come into my mind. And I've learned and I've practiced to speak those words out loud over many years. I still don't get it right. Can be challenging, but I'm not going to give up trying. You've got to be intentional and you've got to pay attention. The best way I learned to listen and to practice was in our life group many years ago. They were safe people to practice with. We would align our hearts together in worship and then we would ask God for words and then we would share them. We'd practice together because we were all learning. It'd usually start along the lines of, well, I think God is saying or I could be wrong but maybe God is saying this. And those words were either affirmed or you know, maybe I need to go away and pray about that. We learned to refine what God was saying. And as those words and pictures were affirmed or rejected, I began to be able to depict and recognize the whispers of God above the rest of the noise in my head. Now, one particular time we had a young lady, she was in her late 20s, her name was Patricia. And it was her turn to stand in the middle of the circle and we asked God to speak to us or to give us pictures for her. And in that moment, I had this picture of Patricia's beating heart. And as her heart beat and the blood went through, coursed through her body. It was going through every vein, every artery, into every cell. There wasn't one part of her body that wasn't touched by this blood that was pulsing through her. And I began to pray that that would be her experience of the Holy Spirit pulsing, bringing health to the blood and to every cell in her body. That was a bold, bold prayer to speak out that picture because Patricia for a year had uh, been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. She was young and as I prayed and as I watched that blood course through her body, God actually healed her. God freed her from multiple sclerosis and she never suffered from it again. 
I just want to encourage you, if you're in a life group together through this series and you've never done this, I encourage you to get together and practice. Learn to listen to him together as you worship and pray. Practice speaking out the thoughts and the pictures that God is giving you. It may feel awkward at first, but you will experience the powerful outpouring of God's Spirit as you pray, as you practice, as you learn to recognize His voice. You know, if I come to that point where I'm struggling to recognize God's voice over the rest of the noise in my head, I simply come back to this place of worship of adoring God above all other things. And I put my focus on him and his voice. Again, not easy. Just got to keep practicing. But wherever you go, turn up regularly, as often as you can. You'll be blessed. Others will be blessed. Our church will be blessed. And I believe we will see a greater outpouring of God's spirit as we gather together as a worshiping community. Can I hear an amen? Remain planted in the good soil of God's word. Remain planted in a worshiping community. And lastly, ask the master gardener for what you need. Please don't ever come to me for gardening advice and don't ever ask Jason to source you good gardening products. You will fail. (laughs) The good news is, though, that we have a master gardener who has everything that we need to cultivate and produce good fruit. And he says that we can ask of him, ask him for whatever we need to grow healthy. John 15 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you... If you keep in step with me, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Sometimes all we've got to do is ask. When we're full of the Spirit, when we're keeping in step with Him, ask whatever you wish because it's for His Father's glory that others will see God at work in you as that fruit grows. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Thrive, which is our our women's gathering on a Thursday morning. And um, we were worshipping together. It's a beautiful space, such a sweet presence of God's Spirit. And I was about to share with them on the fruit of the Spirit. And as our worship team led us, I was overcome with anxiety. I was having trouble shaking it and I became worried that the anxiety would consume me as it has in the past for those of you that know my journey over the last 12 months. I didn't want to go back there to where I'd been before. So I knelt down on my knees in worship and I surrendered it to God. And as I did, I heard God speak to me in that gentle whisper. He said, Susan, what's going on? My response was, God, I feel so overwhelmed right now. It's consuming me. He said, what do you need from me? Oh, God, I need your peace. And in that moment, I just realised my own lack of fruit. 
Suddenly the fruit of the Spirit wasn't something intangible or ethereal that I was going to talk about. But it was a desperate need in my own life. And God was saying, just ask me, what do you need? In this prayer and fasting season, that's become the cry of my heart. Asking Him for peace over anxiety. What's the cry of your heart? What is it that you need to come to the master gardener and ask? Because he wants to give it to you. He says, I will give it to you. What are you hungry for? What are you crying out to God for? Maybe today, as you've been listening, you simply realise that you need his spirit to come and live within you. You need to acknowledge the fruit that's been growing in your life isn't good for you and it's not good for others. You've never actually asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. And you've never received that free gift of His Spirit living within you, helping you to grow good fruit. We can't turn from sin on our own. It's only the work of the Spirit within us. Jesus says, I want to give it to you. I wonder if everybody can close their eyes. You know, if that's you today and you've realised that what you're missing as you struggle against sin and uncertainty, what you're missing is actually the Spirit because you've never said yes to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to put your faith in Him today and accept the free gift of His Spirit. I'm going to ask you in just a moment to raise your hand where you are to indicate that that's what you're needing to receive from Jesus today. That's what you're asking in this season, that He would come and forgive your sin that He would bring you into this eternal dance with Him and He would fill you with His Spirit that would grow and cultivate good fruit within your life. If that's you right now, as every eye is closed, I want to ask you just to raise your hand where you are. I want to pray a prayer for you that God would come and fill you with His Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. He wants to come and give you good gifts to grow good fruit in your life. Is there anybody else today? If you're online, thank you. You can press that button. We would love to pray with you. Thank you. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, come. Today, I acknowledge the sin in my own life. I acknowledge the fact that I haven't been walking in relationship with you, that the thing that's missing in my life is you, Jesus. And today, I choose to put my faith in you. I choose to accept you as my Lord and Saviour. And in doing so, I ask that you would fill me with your spirit. 
Fill me with your spirit that I would live a life that shines the good fruit that comes from walking in step with you. That I, my life would give glory to the Father and people would see in me the good fruit. Come Holy Spirit, I accept you as my Lord and Saviour today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give those people a round of applause? That is seriously the best free gift you will ever receive this side of eternity. If you put your hand up today, can I encourage you to go to our welcome team out at the desk. We have another gift that we would like to give you to help you begin this journey of following Jesus. But right now, You might not be able to see from back there, but I have some giant fruit bowls down the front. And each of these fruit bowls, there's a card that has the different fruit of the Spirit. And I want to encourage you just in a moment when we are worshipping together, what is it? What's the cry of your heart in this season? What's the good fruit that you're longing for Jesus to grow within you, to grow and to cultivate? Maybe you desire to have more love for the people around you, a selfless love. Maybe in the busyness of life, joy has been the thing that's been squeezed out and you want God to refresh the joy in your heart. Maybe like me, you've been struggling with anxiety and peace is the longing of your heart, the cry of your heart today that God would grow more peace. I was babysitting Aurelia and Freddie the other day, my grandchildren, and I realised afresh just how much patience young parents need in this season of life. Maybe you're struggling with patience for whatever reason, kindness, Paul in another letter says, be kind and compassionate, forgiving one another. Maybe you need God to fill you with kindness. Maybe there's some forgiveness that needs to be poured out of your heart. Goodness, maybe maybe you just want God to help you to fight against the sin that's in your life, to grow goodness, to be a good person that others would see Jesus at work faithfulness. Maybe you just want to be a more trustworthy, loyal person to those around you and you want God to fill you afresh with his faithfulness and gentleness. Don't we all need a gentle, kind word? The world will speak harshly, but God, would you fill me with your gentleness that I would show just how gentle and kind you are to a hurting world? Maybe, maybe in this season there's some addictions or things that you're struggling with that are just poor substitutes for the work of the Spirit, the satisfaction that only the Spirit can bring. Maybe today you want God to fill you with self-control. What is it in this season that you're crying out to God for? Let's just stand together. I'm going to get the prayer team to come and stand in between these fruit baskets, these fruit tins. And as we worship together, come on down, prayer team. I want to encourage you. What's the prayer on your heart? 
and simply come to the, the barrel and pick up the card as a reminder to keep praying and keep leaning in, a reminder of the promise of God that He will fill you afresh with His good fruit. He wants to give you good fruit. If you're online today, I encourage you just in the chat, write the fruit that it is that you're crying out to God for. And our team would love to pray with you. You know, as you come, you can receive prayer if you want to, or you might just want to pick up a card and take it back to your seat, put it on your fridge as a reminder when you're going for that extra Tim Tam, God, I want your patience more than I want that Tim Tam. Or God, you might put it under your, your phone on your bedside table at night. And when you wake in the morning, rather than scrolling for hours on Instagram, social media, go, God, I actually want to be filled with your love more than I want to scroll through social media. It's a reminder. You can also scan the QR code in front of you. And we've got some um, phone wallpapers that you can download just to keep reminding you to keep praying. Be faithful in prayer. Jesus says, ask of me. Ask of me and you will receive. What is it that you want to receive of him today? Our prayer team just want to pray a simple blessing over you as you ask God to grow that fruit. Just show them your card. You don't need to go into any explanation. Just a simple prayer of faith. Can I get you guys just to come and move through? They're brilliant. Come on, why don't you start coming now? Come and receive. Ask of Him in faith that God would grow good fruit in you as we invite His Holy Spirit to come and minister to us.
children. It's for your Father's glory. You want us to look more like you. You want to shine your fruit to a hurting and broken world. Help us to be those conduits of your Spirit. Would you keep reminding us this week to cry out for, to ask for, knowing and believing that as we keep in step with your Spirit, you want to give your children good gifts we take hold of those today and ask that each and every day we would look a little bit more like you by your spirit living within us we pray in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said amen amen our prayer team are going to stay here for a little while longer and they'll stay online if you want to 
keep coming for some prayer, please do. And please make sure 5 p.m. next week as we gather together as a worshipping community, we're going to see a great outpouring of His Spirit, I believe. So make sure you're here. Bless you. Have a great fruit-filled week. We'd love to know what God has been saying to you as you've prayed, come Holy Spirit. You can connect with us at gatewaybaptist.com.au and let us know how Jesus is changing your life.